Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that that British Grand Prix is, I put it on Twitter, that is an instant classic. I'm looking at the TV and I think, and Lewis is talking to Tom Cruise and there's only one thing that uh, Lewis can say really is, so Tom, did you feel the need? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that race i i said it at, that was the best race i've ever, ever seen. seen i think so bob well you know having to, having him there uh you know riding the coattails of top gun maverick <laughs> dog fights <laughs> what have you yeah i mean anybody who thinks formula one is not competitive needs to look at that race yeah. just look at the last 10 laps of that race uh, yeah and, just cut the last 10 laps out, much less everything that happened. That was un- unbelievable. And for the cynics like myself who've loved and lost and loved and lost Formula One over the years because we've had, I don't like DRS, I don't like yeah. certain things. There's been yeah. years that have been fallow when it comes to real excitement. Last year ignited us all again. And this this has brought me, after 30 years of following this, just right like giddy as a 13-year-old. <sighs> I, was try- I was looking yeah. at my notes. I couldn't even take notes. Every time I'd sit down, I'd have to jump up and look at the TV again. I mean, you can't, you can't ask for drama. Away. No, you can't ask for more. You Go could ahead. not look away. And I'll say this for Carlos Sainz right now. Yep. I was a complete doubter about Carlos. I thought he had everything a potential race winner needed, except he just didn't seem to be able to close the deal, to bring it all together, tire management, race management, you know, all the things you need. I thought, well, I guess, you know, 100. 49 races, Carlos just doesn't have it. Today, he won the way a champion wins. He never gave up. He had aggressive passes, aggressive defenses. And most importantly to me, he stood up to his team. I was about to say, when yeah. He knew, when he knew, I can win this race. You know, Charles has had his chances. I can win this. Let me win it. Uh, you know, good on it. I was wrong about Carlos. He is a race winner he and a beat, championship contender. I agree, Bob. You know, he beat everybody and Ferrari because Ferrari quite literally said, and by the lobbying of Leclerc, I'm faster, let him by. And he said no. And he and when they were under safety, the line that I will not forget is what he said. He said, don't make things up. Don't make, te- you know, don't, don't start talking this way. I'm under pressure. Yes. Leave me alone. And that yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, the first time he let first time he let Leclerc by, no question, Leclerc yeah. was quicker. But then, you know, the the cards fell differently. And at the end of the race, Leclerc was on used hards. Science was there with plenty of car under him and fresh reds, the soft tires. And he said, you know, no, this is BS. I can win this race. Let me do it. And then you saw 
Mattia Bonato, the team uh, principal for Ferrari, with his finger in the face of Charles Leclerc, warning him, OK, you're disappointed. Do not go throw the team under the bus for yeah. the decisions we made or the way we executed your pit stops or whatever it was. Carlos won fair and square. You finished fourth because you were out there on the wrong tire at the wrong time against some of the fastest guys in the world. There's no dishonor in that. Just keep the team concept uppermost in your mind. And you know what? It's also thrown the championship into with, yeah. with Verstappen. I, I also think, I still think, and I've said this to John just a moment ago, Verstappen finished seventh, holding off uh, seventh, holding off Mike Mick Schumacher. But will he get a penalty, a five-second penalty? Because he the, took well, Mick, Mick out. The stewards the, have noted it. So, okay. yes, this could happen. Yeah. We could If he gets a five-second penalty, move him down to ninth. If he gets worse, he's out of the points. And this brings Sainz, Perez, and Hamilton into the championship fight. Guys, Although Perez may have to answer to the stewards himself. Yeah, yes. Because, I think, uh, you know, when we had that, Hamilton went by two drivers in one nope. corner, and then they came back by him. But Perez muscled Leclerc out of the way by going behind the curb. That may wind up costing him. I think he might have been ahead at the time, but... You know, no, I think Bob, they already said that that there is. They said that the uh, the stewards have said that there's no further investigation for Perez and Hamilton or Perez and Leclerc for leaving the track. Awesome. And awesome. how about you can ask my wife in the next room? I kept saying, stewards, stay out. I know. Of I, know I did. It, I said, said the same thing to we Jonathan. We were saying the same. And uh -huh. Bob, how about this? When when did we last say these words? Five different manufacturers in the top six. Wow. Exactly. And when did we say? Two Spanish speakers on the podium. Yes. Never, I don't think. No. Oh, my Perez, gosh. And also, Perez's race is well worth analysis. He stayed out on the hards for a long, long, long time waiting for that yep. safety car, and it came. That's what got him up yep. there. Bob, the first thing that Jonathan and I said when the race was over, we said, I have to watch that again and again, multiple times. <laughs> this is just. Yeah. And what about Alonzo? Oh. How about Alonzo? Oh, yeah. Alonzo came into it at the end. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's some fight in the old mule. Uh, yeah. He's got it there. And Lando was right there. I'm sure at some point it crossed the minds of both drivers. These guys up ahead of us are going to wind up in the wall the way they're racing. So uh, I can pick up something here. And, of course, didn't happen that way. But good job by all of them. And can I be and the... Just, and can I be the well, only Englishman I, that reminds Americans that American won in F2 and Haas got two point scorers in the points. Two cars... Awesome. Just yes. awesome stuff. Uh, you know what? Let me read That's that. So many stories. Let, let me just and run down God, this. You know, Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, you know, it, it's it's a it's kind of an unwritten rule in television. Then when a big crash yeah. happens, you don't show anything. And that's why I knew, until yeah. you know the status of the drivers. And I mean, they didn't show anything, anything any kind of a replay. And I thought, oh, my God, this yeah. is this is not good. And then when I saw the replay of him clearing the tire wall and the concrete barrier and getting into the catch fence. Yeah. That I thought, Oh my gosh, that was crazy. The way the car went sideways into the grab or first, well, flipping upside down, but the way it pole vaulted over the tire wall, I mean, it dug in and flipped yeah. horizontally over that tire wall. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But they showed him afterwards, Bob. They're going to take a close look. Right as we were going on air, the television, they showed him, uh, Joe Guan Yu, and, and he was okay walking around doing great. So Yeah, he was talking with Domenicali and Vassour. Yeah, I saw that. Great to see. And apparently uh, Alex Albon, who hit the uh, inside wall hard with the nose of the car, uh, is also out of the hospital and back at the track, according to the commentators, which is 
Yeah, we great sold- news all around. It's just icing on the cake of an awesome day. All right. Well, wait, let me read this, guys. Let me just read this top 10 and just sit back and enjoy this. It's Carlos Sainz with his first win ever at his 150th Grand Prix, followed by Perez, who's your driver of the day, chosen by F1 fans. Then Lewis Hamilton, fantastic, a Brit on the po- on the podium. Then Charles Leclerc. Then Alonso, Lando Norris, Max Verstappen with his broken car down in seventh. Right behind him, Mick Schumacher, who battled him for the last couple of laps. Sebastian Vettel up into the points at ninth. And That's then- a great story too. Aston, I know, I know. Ninth and eleventh from the back. And then yep. Kevin Magnussen, the other Haas car in the points, like we talked about. Then Stroll, Latifi, Ricardo down in thirteenth. Sonoda was the last car to finish, and then the others, Ocon, Gasly, Botas, Russell, Zhou Guan Yu, and Alex Albon did not finish the race. Amazing. Just amazing. And, and there, there is some, somewhat of a, an irony of Tom Cruise being the, almost the star guest there because it really was a maverick-like performance by everybody. I mean, it was well, just an amazing The race. camera sure loved Tom today. Didn't it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, who would have guessed we would have said today Lewis Hamilton in the lead were the first laps he has yeah. led this year. Yep. Ten races in. That's what I mean, you know, that's the the footnote story that this championship, this 2022 championship for Lewis Hamilton began today. He's had no luck whatsoever. The car's not been right. And there was an inkling of a, in Canada that, you know, maybe that, that Silverstone would be, you know, happier place for the Mercedes. And I know there was a lot of other circumstances that played in, but there's no question that we now have a three-way battle at the front if, you know, on normal track. Three-way? I, I More than that after Six today. Way. <laughs> yeah. Six way. I'm joking a little, but, yes. but watching Alonso up there and Lando, I mean, today was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, we didn't have, mm-hmm. just to introduce everybody, it's John Massagill, that's mm-hmm. Jonathan Green, John, Bob Barsha. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and and Les Kaiser and uh, Chris Medlin, who's at Silverstone, will be joining us shortly, and we'll get see who he's going to be able to get for us. Hopefully, he's got some better Wi-Fi. But apparently, with the four zillion people inside of Silverstone, there's hardly any service up there. So oh, we'll, now every attendee is there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wanting to right. tweet. Uh, but what an amazing race! I mean, just I mean, I can't, I can't wish we have so many stories to talk about too, and. I'm just looking down at, at looking at the uh, – I was thinking about Max Verstappen. Think about the championship right now. He finished about a, sec ahead of, a second ahead of Schumacher and about four seconds ahead of Vettel. So that five – if he does get a penalty, five seconds would put him down to ninth and for sure. So uh, I, I really do think of all the incidents I saw, I thought Perez was, was minimal – um, but the, the, we were watching the, the onboards, and, and I thought that uh, Schumacher was, was really given. He, he eventually gave in, knowing that Verstappen was not going to budge because he wanted those points. But he could have got past him, and he didn't get the chance. You know, the, the other call yeah. that I really loved was, and it proved right, was signs. No, you know, give me one lap yeah, to keep my spot, basically. And it proved he yeah. had it. Which, to me, honestly, is... Uh, that really upped the credibility of signs to me because I was continuing to expect him to be the number two driver behind Leclerc. I didn't expect him to last the entire race competitively. Mm -hmm. Well, he had had a mistake or two. I mean, because on lap 10, I remember he had a mistake that that let Max pass him. Well, and that's why I didn't put him in as my podium 
And so, but hey, glad to be wrong. Yeah. Bob, what else? I mean, I just see you grinning ear to ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just, uh, you know, it's a uh, afterglow, you might want to yeah. call it. Um, it's, uh, it's just such a spectacular race. Um, yeah, you, you just don't know where to start. The variety, the various, the, the way the advantages swept yeah. back and forth. Uh, you know, I thought the commentators were spot on yes. on just about everything. And, yep. um, you know, it was just such an enjoyable time. I remember when the race finally restarted, I looked at my watch and I thought, well, almost an hour under that red flag. Right. And the race only finished, what, like 22 minutes over the predicted time. So this race went down at tremendous speed starting yeah. from that second restart. Good point. These guys were flying. <clears throat> you know, and I, I feel that, you know, Formula One has teased uh, over the years of what it could be if it all comes together. And it just, in the last 10 laps, all came together. That's what we always hope Formula One could be, which is a five-way. You you went four wide. Oh my gosh! You know yeah, that was point. early in the race. Yeah, but I mean that you know we we each weekend we always think oh that might you know we always get something to take away. But you want that. You want a five-way battle that you really just cannot predict. And all that back and forth at Ugh. the end. I was like, this, brilliant. This race is what this new car was built for. Yeah. Right. This is exactly right. right we got yeah. a caller on the line. We've got. We got Brent in Orlando, Florida. Brent, what did you think hey, of guys. this race? Instant classic. I mean, y'all said it pretty much any better way that I could put it. I mean, y'all definitely topped it. I mean, listen, I mean, you had battles everywhere throughout the top 10 on that, like, last 10-lap sprint after the safety car came in. It was absolutely insane. <laughs> and I'm so happy for Carlos Sainz getting his first win after, what, 149 races? Yeah, yeah. 150 races. Right? Yep. Absolutely insane. Such a milestone for him. I'm so happy for him. Like, I mean, I've been rooting for, um, like, you know, as you guys are probably aware, Formula One absolutely skyrocketed in popularity after 2018 and 2019 with Drive to Survive. So I've come in kind of rooting for Red Bulls and McLaren and, you know, Alphatari and that whole team. I don't really root for Mercedes and Ferrari often, but this season I've been rooting hard for, you know, pretty much every single team on this grid because – Oh my gosh! This this season has been phenomenal, and this race has just been something else. Hey, Brent, I gotta ask. So, uh, you were—it sounds like you were a fan before Drive to Survive, at least somewhat. Uh, were a you little bit. a little bit? Okay, but but you're in Orlando. Tell us yes. what the environment was like around Florida for the Miami race. I mean, we were there, oh, but from a statewide, man. what was the the uh, reception? Everyone who was in the state of Florida wanted to go to that race. <laughs> the price point was just so stinking high that not everyone could go in there. Mm -hmm. But there were so many sports bars in the area that had every single TV tuned into that Miami race. Um, and I was in Atlanta at the time for um, for an event I was going to. But um, in the in the in the resort that we were staying at, or in the hotel that we were staying at, they had a they had a I don't know if you guys know the Marriott Marquis in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Um, they have this sports bar with this massive TV screen on there. So a bunch of the guys were at the event I was at. Uh, I think we were like 50 strong. We were all huddled around the uh, that big screen in the lobby, and we were all watching that race live. Oh, and it was cool. just – it was so cool. Um, and just to see that kind of attention to this motorsport, like just how massively it's gotten – you know, it's gotten so big here in the States and in Florida too. Like I can't wait for Miami next year because – 
we're getting this high-speed rail system that's going to be up and running by January. So that's going to open up the gateway for more and more people to come see that race in person. Yeah. It's just, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen next. Uh, well, Brett, thank you for calling. I love your enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm so glad you're loving this sport. Thank you yeah. so much. Stay we appreciate with us. it. <laughs> Amen. Wow, guys. All right, well, we got to sneak a break in here real fast We take and catch our breath a little bit. Woo. All right, we'll be back after this quick message. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. Talk 1370. Hi guys, this is Craig Astley and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. 
All right, welcome back to the show. We got another caller on the line, uh, and uh, let's see, we got Nate in Richmond. Hey, Nate, Nate, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? What did Great. you think of that race? Man, I am currently driving down to the Outer Banks right now, so I was listening in the entire race, and I'm <laughs> super bummed, especially because the first thing y'all all say is instant classic. <laughs> like missing stuff. Seen probably you know at least years close, um, but I wanted to call in just to talk about Mercedes. I mean, I'm not a huge Mercedes fan or anything like that, but I think this kind of encapsulated how well oiled of a machine that team really is. Beginning of this season, to continually improve and improve each race, and Lewis to go out there and put down a podium finish with no support at all. You got to remember there was two Ferraris out there yeah. too. We had no George Russell. What would that have looked like if he was out there on the grid, too? They were coming off just a fresh upgrade, haven't driven on a dry track yet, and they come and pull that out. I mean, there's a lot of teams, I think, that when faced with that adversity they had at the beginning of the season could have kind of downturned, but they've just continued to grow and grow and get better as a unit throughout the entire year. Mm, Absolutely. Good words. Well, look, it was an instant classic. All you got to do is when you get to your computer or whatever you got, you can watch it again because we've just been saying we're going to absolutely be watching this multiple times. Nate, thanks for calling, buddy. We really appreciate you listening. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. You bet. All right, now we're going to go out to Chris Medlin. Chris, we have our heads exploded watching this race. What about you? Joe, when he's okay after that. Yeah, huge, huge shot that he had. Um, we'll wait and see what's happened with Alex Albon. He's been taken to a nearby hospital here. He was airlifted there um, for precautionary checks, we're told. But we haven't had anything else out of Williams yet. So we'll just make sure. But he took a few hits to different parts of the car, didn't he? So I wonder if he's a bit, a bit battered and bruised in that sense. But fingers crossed he'll be okay. Um, but then after that, it, you kind of think, well, it can't be any more dramatic after that start. And then what a race we had. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm stood just by uh, Mercedes. And I, I genuinely think they felt like that race was coming towards them, that it was yeah. going to be theirs for the taking. I mean, Lewis was quick. Once he got past Norris, Verstappen hit his trouble. Perez was at the back. The two Ferraris were squabbling, and Ferrari couldn't work out what they wanted to do. It, it looked set up for that fairy tale win. Uh, and then there's another Ooh. twist of the tale, just when you thought it settled down. So, um, yeah, <laughs> a, a cracking race. Uh, I think a lot of very good drives. I, I won't underestimate the drive that Max Verstappen put in, in, in a difficult car. To hold on, it, you, who knows how important that might be at the very end. The, the scrap he had with uh, Mick Schumacher on the final couple of laps, well, those couple of points could be crucial at the end of the season. Who I, knows? So yeah. That shows some impressive fighting spirit. Chris, on that, mm-hmm. do, did you feel that anything was untoward from Verstappen on that fight? Because if he does get penal, like I said, I, I said, remember this race for Verstappen. If he becomes world champion or in the last race, it's down to a couple of points because that seventh will, could make a huge difference. But was it too much and too hard on, on Schumacher in your, your mind? Uh there was a moment at turn six that was maybe close where Schumacher had got most of his car alongside. Um, but I don't know if it was quite enough. I don't know if he'd quite okay. done enough to to earn that racing room. We'd seen other moves that were similar and drivers being forced wide there too. Uh, I think between uh, Hamilton and, and Leclerc or Science even at some stages. So um, probably borderline, but the stewards are trying to let them race. They probably just about got that right. And then on the final lap, I actually thought uh, Schumacher was just going to leave it on the inside for the final corner. I thought he had the chance to. When he backed out, mm. kind of sensible. They yeah. could have both ended up in a fence and he doesn't get a point. And, you know, he's not scored yet. Yeah. Um, 
it, 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 in a sense, it doesn't change Schumacher's world, whether he'd finished ahead or behind Verstappen at that stage. I think it was just quite impressive to see from Verstappen that he wasn't backing out uh, after the race he'd had and, and the fight he'd put up. So, um, yeah, I was, I was kind of impressed. And I think the stewards probably just about called it right. Cool. Chris, were the media center windows shaking when Hamilton <laughs> took his first lead of the season at the British Grand Prix? I tell you what, it wasn't that moment. The moment that had everyone going crazy was when he undercut both Perez and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah out of the true. final corner. Oh, the yeah. And oh, the the noise then was incredible. That and you and you genuinely then thought, wow, he's he's limited the damage. He's not going to get to sight. What a great move! And then two corners later, it's all gone back again because this yep. race just did never let you rest. So um, yeah, that was that was the big moment here. But but as much as the crowd were loving the way it went for Lewis, they were just loving a, a race that they couldn't tell which way it's going to go. Um, yeah, the atmosphere was was incredible all day. So it was uh, it was pretty special. I think you remember this for a long time, Chris. I mean, you've you've been around <laughs> for a long time as yourself, and, and and I think these are the special. These are the ones you really take to your heart and and and, and want a picture on the wall of. Oh, they're the ones that make you run around for the rest of the evening. I tell you that. <laughs> so much reaction, uh, so many storylines to chase, so many people to try and speak to up and down the grid. I don't think there's a team. Can can any of you really consider a team that has nothing to say after that race? Oh, I mean, yeah. Aston no. Martin had Aston a, Martin. Had the quiet one, but even then, yeah. Vettel mm-hmm. triggered the crash for Albon, so there's that to look into, and still score some points. Uh, so that didn't yeah. go too badly for him. But then, yeah, Williams obviously with Albon and Latifi slipping back. He was hurt by the late safety car, wasn't he? He actually looked like he was on for points until then. I think Alfa Tauri uh, might might yeah. leave it quietly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've uh, they've already they've already packed up and gone. I've never seen a yeah. seen anything disappear so quickly. But no, you're right. They uh, they had a, a shocker because there was there's a big opportunity for points today for any team. Yeah. Um, I mean, Daniel Ricciardo, what went with him? I think he had a DRS issue, but. Uh, he wasn't really in the fight. I was surprised by a, a strategic error, actually, from McLaren. I think they pit Lando Norris out of fifth place. They just didn't react to the safety car. Mm-hmm. They could have come in for a pit stop, decided yeah. not Should to. Should have come in sooner. Then, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had the chance. Uh, you know, Sykes and Hamilton from ahead and Perez all made pit stops. Norris stayed out. Alonso made a stop. And then they decided to make one on the lap later. And it cost them the place. And they never got it back. Yeah. So, strange one, that. I'll try and ask them a bit more about that one because yeah. Andreas Seidel said before the race, so I don't know if he managed to play it out, but he said their only, thing, their only race was with Alonso. That's who they had to beat and they failed. So I don't think they'd be too happy with that. Mm, good point. Disaster for uh, Alfa Romeo as well. Mm-hmm. What a horrible day for them. Absolutely. Let's look I mean, forward expensive. a little bit. Um, Chris, can we compare Silverstone to either Austria or Paul Ricard? And I'm thinking, are we going to see more heroics from Mercedes at either or both mm-hmm. of those two tracks in the next two weeks, three I'm, weeks. I'm sorry. not, I'm not too sure about Austria next weekend. I, I don't think it'll be terrible there, but I just not, not convinced it'll be as strong as this, but I think Paul Ricard. Yes. I think that's a yeah. bit more like Silverstone. There's, there's some high speed stuff, smooth circuit. Um, yeah. That's one that could come towards them. And one thing that Mercedes are very good at today, as I give another plug to our Wi-Fi providers, Pirelli uh, <laughs> was managing their tires. Because they, yeah. Lewis had that first stint that he managed to extend so much further than the Ferraris, and France sometimes we've seen can be a, a bit of a uh, tire issue race. If you think back to even last year when um, Verstappen came through making an extra pit stop, and if the Mercedes can be kind on its tires and it's hot there, then that might even benefit them a little bit more. So I think that will be the one that they'll look to to try and repeat this sort of performance uh, with Austria a bit more of a question mark. Hey, Chris, uh, I know we, 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 need to, we need to get a quick break in here, but I know that you said that Tom Cruise is, was, uh, was waiting, standing by, waiting for you to grab him. 
Yeah, he was. And then and then he just, yeah, you know, I said, don't worry about it, Tom. We'll catch up later. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll, you, just, but, we'll grab a beer. So Yeah, there you, you go. Right, we'll, you, you did yeah. say your parting shot was, remember, no points for second place, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, so I'm he agreed to, to talk to you, huh? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, he's, he's just hanging out. He's just, he's, um, as JG says, he's just waiting around for me to get off air so we can go and celebrate his birthday. Because I'm sure it was mentioned, <laughs> but he's 60 today. Wow. Which is incredible. Incredible um, way to spend your six about that. Came to the British Grand Prix. Hey, that's not old. Yep. Ah, that's disgusting. He looks 40. I know. That's annoying. Anyway, all right, guys. It really does. Let's get a quick message in here. Yeah, we'll be back after these messages. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstott Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely... No, uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So, 
So check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer. But uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Bob, you had a, a friend you wanted to remember today. Yeah, I don't want to let the show go by without saying a word about uh, the passing of Alan Decadene, who died yesterday at the age of 76. A terrific uh, broadcast colleague, um, authoritative automotive historian, um, Terrific racing driver, the last privateer to stand on the podium at the 24 Hours of Le Mans back in the 70s. Uh, the co-owner of that uh, World War II era Spitfire that you can see almost mowing him down in an open field on a very <laughs> famous uh, clip on YouTube. He was just such a fabulous guy, so entertaining in so many ways, so much fun to be around. And uh, you know, I'm just blindsided by his death, and, uh, and I'm going to miss him a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's nice, Bob. Nice Thank you, losses, buddy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of World War II planes, uh, over Austin, I saw. I think it was a B seventeen. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. It was. It was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, it was cool as heck. Yeah, it looked <laughs> like completely restored for I guess yeah, for the Fourth of July. It had the, got, all the right colors and yeah, yeah USF. Yeah, there aren't many of those around. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was. It was low enough you could see all that. It was incredible. Right over Austin. Yep. Oh man, what an incredible race today, Jonathan. What else? Um, I mean, I'm so excited for. Magnuson and I mean Schumacher first, yeah, for the Haas F1 team. I, I, they really needed that. I mean, I was yes. mad at Haas yesterday after qualifying. Remember, they 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 messed up qualifying huge. Yeah, uh, there was um, the Schumacher. It was wet. Remember, so uh, Schumacher's wheel was out of line, um, so he could hardly drive properly in wet conditions. And Magnuson, I don't remember, but he had a setup problem. Oh, I know his tires. His his tires had worn out, and he couldn't put in a, a faster lap because uh, one of the tires was was wearing. And um, so they both literally had the worst qualifying they've had, and they turned it around just as Aston Martin did. So hats off to both those teams, because that's really going to put a shot in the arm to both Aston Martin and to Haas F1. Yeah, and like I think I said in the pre-show, but they had such great qualifying in the rain all year. They'd done done great, and just to complete failure. But fantastic that they finished. I know there was a lot of DNF uh, movement there, instigated movement, but still, love it. Uh, but Carlos Sainz, we're still celebrating his first win ever in his 150th race. That was incredible. I, I, and, you know, like I said before on the pre-show, that he and Norris are my sleeping giants. And when those guys start to get success and confidence, uh, look out. And yet I really would like to know if, if Met, when we speak to Madeline, maybe for the Wheel to Wheel show, you'll, you'll talk about this. But I'd like to know what Benotto said to Charles Leclerc. When he had his Charles finger. Leclerc. With his finger wagging. Because yeah. he, I mean, and he how was. About... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, he was what? over, he was over selling the, I need to pass, I need to pass. He was right, but yeah. he needed to just say it, say it right, and then take his own, you know, actions or yeah, whatever. But, do your business. But, but he was getting kind of like petulant and, and Ferrari don't need that. Yeah. No. 
Hey, we got a bunch of interactivity on YouTube right now. Ray says he's listening live from the Road America Cup Garage. That's cool. (laughs) Good man. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. Say hi to my Trans Am boys, too. Yeah. That's cool. Mike Bowles says close racing. Woohoo! With <laughs> hands and flags. Everybody's excited about that. Uh, let's see. Hey, you want a you you want a stat? Uh, 150th race start and first win for Carlos Sainz two weeks ago in Canada. Max Verstappen started his 150th Grand Prix from pole and won the race. So there here we've go. had it happen. Wasn't his first win, obviously, but. 150th from pole takes the win, just as uh, Carlos did today. Yeah, and you saw the popularity that the British fans have for Carlos Sainz. He, you know, he's so well known because they're a big rally uh, group as well, the motorsport fans of Britain, because Mm -hmm. of. And so Carlos Sainz Sr. is is a huge household name in England. And so Carlos has grown up under that bushel, as it were. Um, But he's been accepted as, like, wow, another Sainz, you know? And so, and like you said, his first win in Formula BMW back in 2010 at Silverstone. So there's a huge appreciation and love for, for all things Carlos. You know, uh, yes, he's Spanish and he's not British, but boy, they love him. And, and it showed. And, and he was really appreciative of the way they cheered him on today. Hey, Jonathan, you'll like this. Look at this tweet. From, yeah. He says, uh, it's a tweet showing the, the finger wag that yep. Bonotto's giving Leclerc. And it says, this should be your new cover photo. That's from Bison for Life on Twitter. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's it's going to get interesting, and, and and I hate to say it, Bob, but this is where we've often seen in the past Ferrari implode when you've got yeah. two title. Whereas Horner, I would say, is better at, at managing of a Stappen Perez battle, uh, and Mercedes have had to put up and and, and are good and, and versed at managing their two drivers. Um, yeah. you, you've got to think that <clears throat> if you were looking at a weakness of those top three teams, would you agree that Ferrari are the most likely to implode? Well, most likely to implode. That's a pretty <laughs> serious thing. But no, but your point is well taken. Uh, you know, Ferrari's an emotional bunch. There's enormous pressure on them. And we've talked about how Britain is the home of Formula One. Uh, it's the Silicon Valley of the sport, all the technology, all this. Seven of the 10 teams are based there. Um, but Ferrari in Italy is multiple columns in every sports section of every newspaper every day. And so the pressure is just enormous yeah. on those guys. Um, you know, it's, it, I have a lot of respect for the really effective team principles. Mm. And, um, you know, guys like, um, you know, Ron Dennis and Christian Horner and certainly Toto Wolf and, uh, you know, Sir Frank Williams. And, you know, the guys had really successful teams almost entirely, 100%, had very strong Team principles. Frank Williams lay down the law. You know, Frank Williams, the Godfather. Yep, Frank Williams Frank did a good Williams, job with yeah. with you know Pross. Uh, you know, you name it. Um, it, it yeah, it, it, there's been some great combos. Hey guys, yeah. I just got an. You know, Chris is stuck with a, with only the Wi-Fi by the brill, <laughs> so he's running getting interviews. He got a Gunther Steiner interview, and the uh, producer's going to queue that up for us. Great. So. We'll have we that. Awesome. Have some we'll have that here in a minute. But on YouTube, guys, you were talking about Ferrari. Gabriel's comment, it says, Ferrari can't stop making dumb decisions. Change Leclerc's tires already. This should have been an easy one, too, after the safety car. Very poor race management, Ferrari. It's a good I mean, point. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, you know, it's lost in the, in the, in the excitement of everything that happened. But um, you, do, you do wonder, don't you? I, that, at one point, I screeched out, hey, everybody else is on soft tires and the Ferraris are on hards. And, and they were, like, kind of stuck. <laughs> mm. 
All right, well, our producer's lightning fast. He has uh, that interview with Gunther Steiner. Let's hear it now. So I'm just with the man who is getting ready to hug the whole paddock after double points. <laughs> uh, it's Gunther Steiner. And Gunther, you got a smile on your face? Yeah, finally, after a few races, I got a smile on my face again. I mean, uh, I think people liked it a lot better than me being upset, you know. Uh, no, it was, a, uh, it was a good day today uh, for the whole team. Again, I, I always see the team in the forefront, you know, of everything because they worked hard and we had uh, five races where we could and should have scored points, but we didn't, you know, as, as I kept on saying. But our, our car is good, our drivers are good, and uh, today it worked. And especially today, it's even more satisfying because we had quite a crappy uh, uh, qualifying yesterday, uh, starting 17 and 19, and then uh, just working our way up. Uh, uh, after, after the red flag, obviously, we, we gained a few positions, but still, we had to work our way into the points, and we worked our way into the points. They were not handed out to us, you know, which is even better. I was going to say, it's not like you were suddenly both in the top 10 after that red flag at the start. So how did you go about that? Was it strategy that got it right? Was it the car pace? Was it the drivers? All of it? Exactly, a combination of it. But uh, I think you, the car pace needs to be there. Otherwise, you cannot do it, you know. And then with the strategy, we, uh, uh, we didn't do a lot wrong today. And uh, uh, the drivers did a good job as well, you know. We, uh, 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 Mick was fighting with Verstappen uh, uh, at the end, you know, fighting with, with the world champion. Obviously, I think the good thing is when you fight with him, you learn also what he does. It's, it's, you can watch it on TV, but if you're there, you learn a, a lot more and quicker. You know? So I think for him, even if he didn't pass it in the end for a very minimum distance, uh, it, it was a good day. Yeah, I mean, you're a racer at heart, and I'm sure you wanted to see your driver get that extra position, but also Max was defending hard. I mean, what was it like for you on the pit all those final few laps? I was like, whatever happens, I mean, uh, you know, it was a good day, you know, we came up there, but uh, uh, it's like, you're like, I hope, I hope we bring it to the end, you know. Well, yeah, certainly the final corner, do you think the, that Mick did the right thing and not really risking contact at that very final corner? Because it looked like he had a run on him, but it could have all gone wrong at the end. Absolutely, and at that point, you know, uh, because then, then uh, you, you can imagine then the pressure would, would get to him, and in the end, he, uh, uh, he scored four points, you know. You know, yeah, would, would we like to have more? Yes, but four is good. Well, what do you think it'll do for his confidence as well? Because you were saying, I think, just yesterday that you think the pace is there, but the pressure's started to build until he scored. So do you think this will help Mick relax a bit more? I think, I think the last two races he was a little bit more relaxed uh, uh, already, you know. So for sure this will help, uh, uh, will help. But now what we need to manage is uh, uh, the expectation. Or if he doesn't score points, it's a negative day, you know, which isn't true. You know, because it's just something we need to manage, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, he, he did a fantastic job. And here he is, getting a big old hug. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, and, and that is what we need to manage now. Just make, do not, you know, do, do not fold, fold under the pressure now. Uh, but I don't think he will because what we went through the, the, the last six or seven races from the pressure was pretty tough. Uh, so, but uh, we, we will be good. And just finally, you've got to pack up and head to Austria straight away. How do you think you'll go there? Is this going to be a, a big confidence boost for the whole team? Because... As you said, you've, we've been used to scoring points, but with one car, so to do it with both must be a, a great feeling. Absolutely, you know, uh, and knowing that we can score with two, uh, with two cars is something for the team as well, which, uh, which is just a confidence thing, as I continue to say. Uh, once you do it, it's much easier, and we had good, a very good start, uh, almost too good, and then we had five, five races where we almost were there, but we couldn't, we couldn't reach it. So, uh, Austria, we, as I said, we, I think we can score in every race if we do a good job, you know, because the car is good enough, the drivers are good enough. We just need to... Uh, uh, have it flawless well good at that good to, thanks for your time yeah really interesting that
We were talking yesterday in our meeting about how Gunter had been quite vociferous about um, the confidence of the team. You picked up on it, John, uh, and now totally regaining that. And he just emphasised that. Uh, what a wonderful moment, uh, Chris, to be there when he gets the hug from uh, from Mick. Um, but you know that's the difference in sport. Uh, a win can uh, and a, a good a good day at the office can really change the impetus of a team going forward. And that's really happened today with Haas, and you can hear it in Gunter's voice. So great stuff. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, the, um, the, the inside joke there, <laughs> if you recall earlier in the season, Gunther Steiner said something on air that I thought was the, another Gunther F-bomb. Well, because we're used to it from Drive to right. Survive. We are, but he said, I would have hugged yeah. the whole paddock. And so that's but it because, sounded different. But it sounded like an and F he's Austrian. <laughs> so if I say car and he says car, you could work it out yourself. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, yes. that that's the running joke there. And and that is, by the way, our biggest YouTube video <laughs> video ever of like two hundred thousand oh, views or yeah. something like that. It was quoted by several others too. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Interview. yeah. And no I, nobody it's a man overestimating his own uh, ability. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the uh, hills are alive. Stamina. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic though. I'm I'm and he did he was quick to point out that they earned their way up there. Yes. Yes, yes. I I'll agree with that, but I mean there were some oh, hey, hate today. But come still. from eighteenth and nineteenth, hey. it doesn't matter. You got yep. you got to be there. You race the guys who get to the finish. Yep, yep that's true. Absolutely, Bob. Uh, what about Austria? Let's talk more specific. Um, it's going to be a completely. Before, Go ahead, John. Before, before you, you do, do let we, let's play this clip from Gunther that we're talking about real quick. Okay. Just, you know, I mean, uh, last year uh, for two points, uh, I mean, I would have fucked uh, the whole paddock. <laughs> so you decide. <laughs> you, you, the listener. I hear it now. <laughs> yeah. It was better when I thought I didn't hear it. I know, it. <laughs> I know, I know. Finally, Chris convinced me because he was standing there and he was like raising his hand and he was going, what the heck? And everybody was going, what? What did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, sorry, interrupt. Just, no, I Next mean, week. Austria couldn't be more different. There are no straights. It's tight. It's twisty. Um, it, you know, uh, it's uh, absolute Verstappen home. They'll all be there in that big grandstand in orange. Um, it's, it's, it's at altitude. It's, it's at altitude. It couldn't be a more different race uh, venue than we saw today. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I think you, you need a very agile race car, which is why I asked Chris earlier whether he thought Mercedes could, could follow up this great performance uh, today. Mm -hmm. um, and I agreed that uh, the race that follows at Paul Ricard, the French Grand Prix, will be much more suited to, uh, to Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, you're right, it is, it is uh, tight. Um, we saw guys last year get in trouble there, Carlos Sainz, Lando mm -hmm. Norris, you know, guys trying to elbow their way around some of these corners to make passes. And mm. sometimes guys wind up in the dirt. And that's just kind of the story of that track. Absolutely beautiful place. I'm sure it'll be roaring with fans. And um, but it's going to be, as you say, a very different animal from Silverstone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Hamilton, as he said, those Red Bulls in a straight line are missiles Uh Today. We saw it today. He yeah. won't worry about that mm -hmm. as much because there just isn't the time. There's that one straight from turn one up to the hill. Uh, that's yeah. about it. So that's going to bode well also for Mercedes. Yeah. We're yeah. Up watching. And the Ferraris, the Ferraris seem to get off the corners really well. So I think that's the, the, the counterbalance to the Red Bull straight line speed is the mm -hmm. Ferraris get into and out of the corners faster than the Red Bulls do. So, um, you know, that could be a factor in the Austrian Grand Prix. 
All right, coming up, we are going to continue to break down this incredible instant classic, as we're calling it, British mm-hmm. Grand Prix, after this. USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com That's MotivationUSA.com When you leave the Circuit of the Americas today, you need to go check out our friends at Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery just 40 minutes west of Weird in the beautiful Spicewood, Texas. They produce a wide variety of unique, award-winning spirits, including bourbon, whiskeys, gin, vodka, and rums. They're kid and dog-friendly with yard games and Crego's Pizza and Wings on site every weekend. Enjoy a full bar, tasting room, bottle purchases, and live music when you visit the ranch. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and always ask for Iron Wolf at your favorite bars and liquor stores across Texas. Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery. Bold Spirits, Texas Attitude. Austin's Talk, 1370. Hello to everyone, this is Gunter Steiner, this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. And it looks like we have a caller on the... We have John in New Jersey. Hey, John, how's it going, buddy? Hey, good morning, uh, good afternoon, as the case is here. Uh, <laughs> boy, uh, I'll tell you what, Silverstone did not disappoint between <laughs> qualifying and, and the race. It was phenomenal, phenomenal. It was great. And listen, I love to listen to you guys. Bob Varsha, you're an icon, brother. <laughs> I love listening to I love listening to your insights. Um, well, just lastly, uh, well, two things really. Can Chris get better equipment somehow, satellite or something, so he's not tethered to Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we have. We've We're working gone through, on it. We've done all of that, and nor and we've had pretty good luck. We've had ten races. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, had ten, we've had 10 races and we've only had this problem with two but at least he's there and he's, at least he's getting those we're, interviews we're, but, we're getting at we're getting, yeah, the we're, get, we're getting there but yes we are working on that <laughs> I'll copy that and, and lastly uh, you know I've been following F1 to, uh, uh, I became a fan when Jackie Stewart was in wow. his heyday and so I love F1 I, I love everything about it but you know what maybe, I'm, maybe I missed something I never hear any updates on Michael Schumacher. And I, how, how is the guy doing? Does anybody have any insight, you know, to what his status really is? Uh, that's one of the things that I try to follow. And quite honestly, nobody of any consequence is giving any update. And so, I heard, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it, yeah. it was in the media and that's the way early that's on. That's the way the family wants it. They're, they're yeah. keeping it very tight-lipped. Yeah, and, and frankly, that's the way I, I kind of want it. I, I, I'm desperate to hear too because, Michael, I, I spent my, a lot of my career at Formula One following his career and talking to him, and it's one of the saddest things. But, you know, he was such a great that I don't really – you know, I'm glad that they've taken this approach to it. And so, no, I don't either have any information. Yeah. 
Yeah, in our media distribution, we received a statement from the family early on just asking us not to use any other sources for information. And yep. so, quite honestly, that we're obliging. Yeah, and don't believe anything you might, you yep. may or may not read unless it's from um, his his original team. The family, right. Mm. Sabine Kim is Sabine his Kim, manager, yeah. and she is she runs the offices of Michael Schumacher, which is an organization that carries on. Certainly, mixed career is involved in all of that. And um, yeah, it's a, it's such a, a tough problem. Michael is in, my understanding is, and I could be wrong, he's in what the doctors call a persistent vegetative state, mm-hmm. which means he is alive, um, but, you know, communication's an issue, mobility's an issue, everything is an issue. Having said that, um, one guy who does get in to see him from time to time is John Tote, his former boss at Ferrari, former president of the FIA. And, and John has said um, some guardedly optimistic things, not that we'll ever see Michael Schumacher walking down the street again, but that basically mm-hmm. we still have Michael Schumacher. And as long as that's the case, you know, hope springs eternal. Yeah. And, I, and, and therefore, the only thing I could say, and I, I got in trouble before uh, when Mick was at, uh, at uh, Macau, I said, I'm sure Michael would, would, would be, uh, you know, potentially watching something like that. That's how I understand it, because people thought I was saying he was coming back and all the rest of it. And I said, no, I, I just believe that, um, you know, he's not gone. And I, I'm sure he is being informed and, and, and keeping up with what his son is doing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, John in New Jersey, thank you for calling. We appreciate all the calls. We thank everybody for tuning in and uh, all the people that have been following us on YouTube and stuff. We're, that's growing for us, and we really appreciate it. It's just another way for us to communicate with you. So we appreciate all that, all the questions. And speaking of that, there's uh, Dixon has a comment. He says, considering how Perez recovered from his mistake, I think George Russell could have managed to be in the fight as well if he had stayed in his car and tried to get back into the pits. So, But, yeah, we appreciate everybody um, joining us that way too so um oh i want to talk about the protest jonathan yeah have that, we got a caller uh no we do oh. not we already with our yeah, last caller while all this drama was going on what we didn't hear a lot of it came across the headlines and it was dealt with very quickly leading up to the british grand prix um some environmental protesters had threatened to uh you know basically do a sit-in protest and they did uh, sadly, when the red flag came out, uh, a group of orange-clad, uh, coloured, um, wearing coloured orange, which is part of their protest, they are oil protesters, evidently. But of course, when you think about it, orange is the colour of the marshals as well. Um, That's what they were they, trying to and deceive. They physically sit on the track uh, as the red flag came out, so it could have been really bad. But the marshals dealt with it. Northamptonshire mm. police were right on the scene, and it was dealt with in a matter of minutes, and they have been taken into custody. Mm. And I made this point, and you guys rebutted me during the break, is that they could find a better place to protest oil. I know you guys immediately said, hey, we got oil sponsors. But Formula One is trying to do, they're trying to do zero carbon by 2030. They're already heavily into different fuel, zero carbon fuel research and all that. So there's Mm -hmm. better, there's better places. I know we're not there yet, but we're close. And they, and their engine is the most efficient of all any internal combustion engine right now. Got a great one. Hass have just tweeted out, double points, double points. We've waited nearly three years to say that. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's right. It's been three years. Yeah. So great day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. With uh, regard to the protest, I'm not sure how those protesters figured they were making their point or advancing their, course, their yeah. efforts by disrupting the weekend for 140,000 plus people who gathered to watch a motor race. I mean, yes, these cars 
are making best use of fossil fuels as we have them right now, right out there at the cutting edge. But I wonder what those protesters thought of of uh, Sebastian Vettel flying around in Nigel Mansell's uh, FW14B Williams, the all singing and dancing semi-automatic transmission, yada, 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 on sustainable fuel. No yeah, fossil yeah fuels that's a very good point. Did you see Vettel's around face? His grin oh, ear to it. ear to ear. Oh, He'd yeah. look like a 12-year-old on Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Hey, so mm-hmm. last on the uh, sustainability. So on Monday, the F1 offices released a statement stating that uh, our, the F1 offices are now using 100% renewable energy with the company earning the highest sustainability management accreditation of a three-star awarded by the FIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so huh. they're way ahead. It's of the happening, game. people. It's yeah. like it's happening. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, and you can guarantee let's... Formula One will lead the way as it has done. Yep. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm... let's keep pushing and stop pulling. There you go. Yep. Yeah, and I can't wait till those fuels are available because Porsche's doing. They're they're investing in it, um, and yep. and those fuels are going to be available for you know because in twenty years that's what's going to be. You're going to still have combustion cars, but they're going to have different kinds of fuels that are that are zero carbon. So that's what will happen. All right, guys, we have one minute left. I know we touched on next week's any on next week's race. Any final thoughts on that, Jonathan? Uh, next week's race? Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, as interesting and intriguing, but in a different way. Okay. Because, because, of, because, it's, of, because fact, it's a dramatically different circuit. Uh, exactly yeah. that reason. Yep. What about you, Bob? The hills will be alive with the sound of Formula One engines, and that's <laughs> good enough for me. Yep. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And you can always go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and we have lots of content up there, SoundCloud, YouTube, and we also are very active on social media. So thanks for following, and we'll talk to you next Sunday. Ciao, y'all. Permission to buzz the tower. (laughs) (laughs) Denied. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.